welcome to episode 3 of the podcast of Biblical Tapestry. Here we do a verse-by-verse, book-by-book study of the Word of God and explore how the Bible is its own commentary and how the scarlet thread of salvation is found from Genesis to Revelation. We're currently in a study of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Today we dive into 1st John chapter 2, God's Commands. And following up with episode 2, do you sometimes have difficulty forgiving those who may have wronged you? Imagine forgiving all of mankind no matter what they have done. No one is beyond forgiveness. I'll say that one more time. No one is beyond forgiveness. All that is required is to turn from your sins, receive the free gift of Christ's forgiveness, and live a committed life to God. In episode 3, we look at sections that deal with obedience to God's commands and the knowledge of God. In 1 John chapter 2, starting in verse 3, this is how we know that we know him if we keep his commands. The one who says, I have come to know him and yet doesn't keep his commands is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly in him the love of God is made complete. This is how we know we are in him. The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. Dear friends, I am not writing to you a new command, but an old command that you have heard from the beginning. The old command is the word you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new command, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. The one who says he is in the light but hates his brother or sister is in the darkness until now. The one who loves his brother or sister remains in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But the one who hates his brother or sister is in the darkness, walks in the darkness, and doesn't know where he's going because of darkness has blinded his eyes. How can we be sure that we belong to God? Well, we have two ways in this scripture. One is to do what Christ says and to live as Christ wants. What does Christ tell us to do? Well, in chapter 3 of 1 John, we, John says this. Now, this is his command, that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he commanded us. True faith leads to loving behavior. We can have assurance with Christ not only by confirmation of the Holy Spirit, but by the way we act. How do we act around other people? In Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, Christ says, Be on your guard against false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravaging wolves. You'll recognize them by their fruit. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire, so you will recognize them by their fruit. We certainly are not saved by our actions, but our actions do show the condition of our hearts, the condition of our lives. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 3, it says, This is how we know that we know him if we keep his commands. The one who says, I have come to know him and yet doesn't keep his commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. And that was the problem with some of the false teachers. 
that John was making this contrast with. They weren't obedient to God, but they claimed that they were. And that means that they were liars and the truth were not in them. Actions do speak louder than words. John 18.37 says, You are a king then, when Jesus was in front of Pilate. And Pilate asked, You are a king then, and you'll say that I'm a king, Jesus replied. I was born for this, and I have come into the world for this, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Everyone of the truth listens to Christ, and also behaves in action. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 5, it says, But whoever keeps his word truly in him, the love of God is made complete. This is how we know we are in him. The one who says he remains in him should walk as he walked. So here we have God's love truly made complete by those who keep God's word, who are obedient in keeping God's word. And if you're obedient in keeping God's word, then the love of God is made complete in you. And it is demonstrated by action. God's love achieves its purpose. When we keep his word, we do what he has us do. In John fifteen twelve, it says, This is my command, love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore, because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends, because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit, and that your fruit should remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. God intended for this relationship with the assurance of God's love in our lives from the beginning. When Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed for all believers then and in the future. In John chapter 17, verse 20, it says, I pray not only for these, but also for those who believe in me through their word. May they all be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. I am in them, and you are in me, so that they may be made completely one, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Verse 6 again in First John chapter 2 says, The one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. What does this mean? Well, the word remains or resides, depending on your translation, the Greek word here indicates a close, intimate, and permanent relationship between the believer and God. It's very important to note that for the author of the Gospel of John and the Johannine epistles, every genuine Christian has this type of relationship with God. And the person who does not have this type of relationship is not a believer at all. And that's absolutely in spite of what he or she may claim. It doesn't mean that we need to choose 12 disciples, perform miracles, and be crucified as Jesus was. What it means is that we need to obey his teachings and follow his example in complete obedience to God and loving service to people. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 7, it says, Dear friends, I'm not writing you a new command, but an old command that you have had from the beginning. The old command is the word you have heard. 
Yet I am writing you a new command, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. How is obedience to God both an old and a new command? It is old, as it comes from the Old Testament. Leviticus 19.18 says, Do not take revenge or bear a grudge against members of your community, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And... It's also a new command because how Jesus reinterpreted it in a radical new way. John 13:34 says, I give you a new command. Love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So how is love expressed? Well, it's respect, self-sacrifice, servanthood, selfless giving, reaching, beyond friend to enemies, unconditionally loving people. John fifteen thirteen says, No one has greater love than this is to lay down his life for his friends. Matthew five forty three says, You have heard that it was said, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be children of, the fa- of your Father in heaven. For he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward will you have? Don't even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what are you doing out of the ordinary? Don't even the Gentiles do the same? Be perfect, therefore, as your Father is perfect. Can we grow spiritually and hate and ignore others? I think not. What do relationships look like when there is the same time, at the same time, a growing relationship with God? In 1 John chapter 2, verse 8, it says, Yet I am writing you a new command, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. In verse 8, the true light shines when we love others, know forgiveness, and overcome evil. The world around us needs to see Jesus through Christians and through their behaviors. In Romans chapter 13, verse 8, Do not owe anyone anything except to love one another, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet, and any other commandment are summed up by this commandment. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Love, therefore, is the fulfillment of the law. In Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, Therefore be imitators of God as dearly loved children, and walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us, a sacrificial and fragrant offering to God. James 2.8 says, Indeed, if you fulfill the royal law prescribed in the scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. First Peter 2.13, Submit to every human authority because of the Lord, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority, or to governors or to those sent out by him to punish those who do what is evil, and to praise those who do what is good, for it is God's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing good. Submit as free people and not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil as God, but for evil, but as God's slaves. Honor everyone, love the brothers and sisters, fear God, and honor the emperor. How hard would that have been at the time? Let us open our eyes to the light of glory and God's love for us and flee from darkness. Let's love everyone and hate no one. You don't need to like a person or their behavior in order to love them through Christ. Think about that this week. 
In the next episode, we continue with John's teaching on loving others, light and darkness, and John's reason for writing this letter. Hope this finds you well, and God bless you.